Hey y'all, welcome to Avengers with Aggie. Today we have Mutaz Jahade. He's from Lebanon, has lots of experience in sports writing and journalism, and he's currently working in partnerships and digital content at 433. Hi Mutaz, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing actually. First of all, thanks for the invitation for the podcast. I hope you're doing uh, great too. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm super excited you're here. Um, so just to get us started, can you tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, your education and things to get us started? Yeah, for sure. First of all, um, my name is Mutaz Shehade. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. I'm a Lebanese citizen. Um, to get into it, how I got into football and how I got uh, working at 43. Uh, to be honest, you know, as every teenager, when I was a when I was a teenager, generally, um, every one of us was a big fan of football. Um, basically, I'm a supporter of Liverpool Football Club. So I always wanted to uh, to be involved in football, as we can say, you know. Uh, I wasn't really that great football player, to be honest with you. So unfortunately, I couldn't pursue my career being a football player. But as I told you, I, I wanted to be involved in the football and um, the football domain in the football universe and uh, I really had uh, listen so when I was when I was teenager about like 13 12 you know years old I, uh, I always was online on on Facebook back in the days I used to create these Facebook pages you know publishing this kind of news the scores watching Champions League and uh, pushing scores myself so I really, I always wanted to be the source of news of football to let people know, or oh, I'm, I'm the cool guy that knows football, you know. Uh, and I really used to watch many documentaries back in the days on YouTube, and uh, I used to spend lots and lots of time following football. So I used to watch mostly lots of leagues, um, uh, Definitely the top five leagues as England, Spain, Italy, Germany, France. I used to watch Scottish, uh, Scotland League, Scottish League, Argentina. You know, I used to watch everything. So I was really had this, this big passion about football in general. So, um, so when, when I finished school, everyone of us like, is, like, feels himself in this um, situation that he had to say, to think what he will do at university, what um, what major he will do, like business, whatever. So I picked, back in the days, I picked um, a sport journalism. So as I told you, I, since the beginning, I wanted to pursue something regarding football, and I had uh, this passion to, to, to give people uh, info, to be this source of information to everyone. So, um, yeah, so I, 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 it was like back in 2015, 2016, 2015, uh, I joined the Lebanese uh, University in Beirut um, and then a major as a sport journalist. And at the same time, I back at the same time, so I was really active on, on Twitter. I, um, uh, I, I used also to, to work with some, some friends on blogs and websites and stuff like that, you know, like Liverpool news, worldwide news and stuff like that. So when I joined the university, um, I, just, I had a big opportunity to, to have an internship at one of the, like, the most finished uh, and top you know, uh, newspapers here in, um, in Lebanon. Um, 
as an internship as a as a football football journalist, as a sport journalist in general, but I was also focused really on football. So I had the opportunity, uh, I was like 19, 18, 19 years old. They give me the opportunity to do to cover actually some some games in the Lebanese league. And also here, you know, um, Lebanon is plays uh, Lebanese clubs plays are part of the of the Asian Football Federation. So some football, some Lebanese football clubs play in the EFC, the EFC Cup, which is um, equivalent to the Europa League in Europe. So I used also to go and uh, cover uh, these games back when I was like 19 or something. Uh, I used to send reports and stuff like that. And um, it was pretty exciting back in the days. And also I used to, to cover like lots of events used to take also place in Lebanon. Uh, many big names used to come to Lebanon, uh, such as Ronaldinho, Piquet, and um, Gerard Piquet, and lots of big names. So I used to go and and um, and uh, attend these events and cover them, try to get some interviews from them and stuff like that. And um, all these all these um, events or what all this stuff that I just talked talking to you about happened in the happened really quickly and really fast. You know, just in the first three or four months since I joined in, um, that, that newspaper and started university. So at some point I, I decided to do, to extend my, my, my working circle, if you can say so. At the same time, uh, I was doing some freelance work for lots of, of, big, uh, of big media outlets, such as Yahoo Sports, Gold.com, uh, as a freelance writer, of course, alongside my work at um, at the newspaper because I was doing internships at the newspaper, so <laughs> didn't mind. Um, so at the same time, yeah. So I used to travel. Uh, yeah. So at this point, I I, I felt that uh, just covering games in the Lebanese League and the Asia Cup is not really enough, you know. So I used to, yeah. So at, at this point, I took the decision to go more and go to higher my level and to start like covering games in the Champions League and, and like events on, on a higher level. So, uh, you know, Cyprus is, is so close to Lebanon. So I had that big chance to, to travel to Cyprus. Uh, a big game um, took place in Champions League there. It was at Apoel Nicosia against Real Madrid. So I had a good friend um, uh, working at Apoel. He was the, um, the media manager there. Um, so I sent him a message um, and uh, I told him, oh, I have, I'm really excited to go and uh, to cover this game. Uh, and he was like, yeah, for sure, no worries. So I traveled to, to Nicosia. It was in, um, I think in, in late 2017. It was my biggest game abroad, which I covered. It was really exciting, uh, you know, covering a game which includes like Ronaldo and, uh, you know, Real Madrid players was really exciting. Benzema, Modric, it was, it was a dream, a dream come true. Um, so yes, several, several, after Nicosia, after uh, Cyprus, several events took place. I remember I traveled to Dubai after that. Um, a big event called Globe Soccer Awards was hosted in Dubai. It's similar to the best or the FIFA Awards, we know the, the, the Ballon d'Or and stuff like that. So I traveled to Dubai and I covered that event. And then I went to the Champions League. I, I, I covered lots of uh, Champions League games. And then I went to the, I covered the Champions League final. It was in Kiev, in Ukraine in 2018. 
And the biggest like, uh, boost to me when I went tra- traveled to Russia for the World Cup, it was really a, a dream come true to me, like uh, being at just like 20 years old or something, being at the World Cup with all the hype and everything. It was, it was amazing. It was one of the best days of my life, to be honest. So um, after that, I felt, you know, like as a, as a 21 years old, 20, 21 years old, that I really done so much during the journalism. I, my ego was, was quite high. So at this point, I, I felt that I, I, I was enough with, with journalism. You know, I, I wanted to, to higher my level. So I, I was really always passionate to, to give more and more uh, as my career. So I felt that somehow I did everything I can do. In the, in the journalism, I kept a Champions League final. I wanted the World Cup. I, I did lots of stuff. So I didn't think personally that um, there's more I can, I, can, I can offer, you know. And at the same time, as you know, like nowadays is the, is the time of, of social media. Uh, it's really easy and it's much simple for someone to be to working on social media. And unfortunately, then um, working as a new, as a like newspaper journalist or radio or something. Uh, definitely, many people still do it, and, uh, and that's um, a big job to everyone. But compared to before, it's not on the same at the same level as before, of course. So um, I wanted to to work outside of journalism. I didn't really want to be the source of news anymore. So um, I had a um, Actually, it happened just like that. So I didn't, uh, how I, I want to explain to you how I started uh, my role at 43. So it happened actually like that. It wasn't really planned at all. Um, I was an old follower of 43, you know. Um, I was following 43 since I think 2016 or something. And um, on my Instagram page, I used to follow one of the CEOs at 43. Um, so we used actually to, bo- to follow each other. So um, actually, at the end of the last uh, event I covered as a journalist, it was the FIFA The Best Awards in London in 2018. So after that, I really wanted to, to switch to social media, to, to find a, um, a career in social media to work in, a, um, in social, the social media domain. So I sent um, Ralph one of the CEOs for the three, a message on Instagram. I sent him some ideas that I can try to, to offer at for the three. So, and, it, uh, and he liked my idea actually. He liked my idea and like I just uh, a couple of, of days later, I did, I, I remember I did my interview there. It was like two years ago. I did my interview there and, um, and yeah, it started. And started at four to three. So to all my, to all the gents watching me right now, just shoot your shot. Don't be afraid of anything. Uh, everything is possible. And uh, yeah, it was really smooth, as I remember. Yeah, that's awesome. You've had a lot of amazing experiences. Wow, I'm excited for you. Um, I think so. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit. So. Can you tell us a little bit about like your sports writing experiences, like the hardest parts of being a sports writer, like when you're traveling to these events and like the best parts that you enjoyed? It sounds like you had a lot of fun. So I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, of course. Um, actually, the sports uh, written domain or, uh, or space is really, really an enjoyable, 
enjoy the space, you know. And being a sport journalist is really some. This role is really something really fun. Um, but one of the hardest things you can face actually is wait. I will tell you. I will tell you something that happened to me. Um, I was attending one of these games. I don't remember which game exactly, but um, I remember we went to extra time and then to it was the score was zero zero. It went to extra time and then um, to penalties and. The, and the penalties took so so much. It was like nine nine ten ten. No one was, <laughs> no one was capable to win. So it was like two a.m. or something. I was really tired that day, and I had to send the report directly after the final whistle. I had to send the report because the editors at the office they were waiting for me to to push uh, the article on the newspaper, and then you have to go to the mixed zone to have to, to, to ask some questions and then go back to write them and then send them to the to the um, to your colleagues to to, pop, to put them on the website so um, this really what were one of the hardest things you know when some not really uh, things unplanned stuff happens to you uh, and it took so much time so I, I, I remember so many days I left stadiums at 4 a.m to go on this for three a.m. and being a sport journalist, that means you have to be at the stadium three hours before kickoff. So my my journey at the stadiums used to took eight hours or something, and also uh, lots of um, unplanned stuff happens during the travel. For example, I had one a really bad experience in Kiev. Uh, <laughs> um, in the Champions League final there, I, I remember that um, I had a fake hotel booking. So I, I booked the, the Airbnb there when I went. And when I actually went to Kiev, I couldn't, like, uh, the host there was not, but there were already people in the, in the, in the Airbnb. And uh, I tried to find another place to stay at. And I remember all Kiev was full booked. So you know this kind of stuff you you find you face during during your trips lots of un, unplanned stuff you know what I mean, but being a sport journalist itself, um, look if you really like what you are doing, you really 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 enjoy it you know. Um, so I don't remember that I really faced hard hard moments by myself being a sport journalist, but it's just like the unplanned moments. It's that what it makes it quite hard, but I think it's hard, but you're enjoying what you're doing. You know what I mean? So um, that, that's, that's the thing. Um, sometimes it was quite pity for me when you used to, for example, try to, to get an interview from, from a player or something and you end up not getting it, you know? Um, this, one, this was one, one of the things you, you didn't really enjoy it. But I, I tried myself to, as I told you, I, since the beginning, I wanted to be the source of news since really at a young age. So I always tried to get um, this like kind of exclusive news. And I was really focused on, on transfer news, you know, like, because there's different, like many journalists focus on, on different topics. For example, someone can focus on on match day reports, someone on, on transfers, someone on tactical stuff, you know. Myself, I was really focused on, on, on exclusive news and exclusive transfers especially. 
So in the beginning, I tried to, to really have great con contacts and relations with the, the clubs, agents, and stuff like that. So it was really enjoying the moment. It was enjoyable times. That's the good thing about it. That you're doing your trips, you, you get to know many people. And um, yeah, so one, you can say advice, I can say to, to all the youngest journalists that they are looking to get into, into the domain, uh, focus, focus really on, on building great, great circle around you, great contacts. Um, this will help so much, you know. Um, really focus on, on your skills. Try, try to be unique. Don't try to be similar to other people, you know. Because if I was like doing just normal uh, match day reports, for example, or, or stuff like that, it wouldn't be because there's lots of lots of journalists do this actually. And uh, but when you focus on on one selection, like myself, I was focusing on, on on transfers or something. And by the way, everything is possible. Like someone would say, oh, but uh, how would how the agent, or for example, would trust me, or how he will give me. Yeah. Everything is possible. You can try to work with a with a person that is really trustworthy. So everything is possible, actually. So yeah, actually, the bad things or uh, the, the difficult things is one the unplanned stuff that used to happen to us as a journalist, and the and the great things is really when when you plan something and you get it directly, like you get what you what what you wish, basically. For sure. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. I love it. Um, Tian, did you want to jump in? Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, thanks, Angie, and thank you, Mutas, for joining us today. So um, you mentioned that you went to the World Cup in 2018 in Russia. So I just want to ask, um, um, can you describe kind of like which game did you go to and how was the – like gen like in general, how was the atmosphere and uh, – uh, yeah, how was the fans? Because I think it's very different from like you know watching on TV and reading the newspaper. But like, can you describe like which game did you go to and how was the overall experience? Yeah, for sure, for sure, mate. So actually, as I told you in the beginning, the World Cup experience was actually one of the most exciting uh, days of my life. It was, it was, it was great. The atmosphere was really, really amazing. Um, the pity is you can't see the atmosphere. You really feel or you really witness uh, on TV or something. Maybe you just watch the games or something. Um, by the way, starting about the World Cup, Russia really did an amazing job by, by um, working on the World Cup, organizing the World Cup and everything. And this feedback, I felt this feedback actually, and also by all the journalists, because this was my first World Cup actually. And I met lots of, of journalists that went there and they also, uh, that, that went to lots of podcasts before and they really agreed on, on this point about um, what the Russian organizing the World Cup. So there was that great, huge street in the center of Moscow, which is called um, Perskaya Street. All, all the fans used to celebrate there. It was really great. Um, you, you feel the Brazil fans, Argentina, the Iran, Saudi Arabia, the Russian fans, the Peru. I remember. I remember also the English fans. It, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Like it was like a camp. You know? Can you imagine when you are a camp and full of football fans? It was exactly like that. So 
everyone imagine like everyone there for football for for the love of football and everyone was like it, it was great you can have a chat with, with literally everyone about football you can feel the passion about football i don't think you can you can really feel that that moment in any place not at the world you know especially during only during the world cup and especially i remember in moscow and that street exactly because it was in the, really in the center of moscow near the red square and uh, and uh, literally all the fans were there you know it was really amazing uh, um, the, the the biggest game that i i really enjoyed it it was the, the opening game it was russia against saudi arabia scored i remember it was 5-1 it was really not an unexpected score for for the russians it was amazing i remember the the buzz after the game it was crazy all the russians were down the streets uh, it was amazing and uh, one of also the great experiences during the um, the world cup but i i was traveling to because you know russia is a very huge country and uh, uh, and the russians tried to host games in lots in lots of cities so i remember that i i traveled to st petersburg to rostov to sochi to kazan um, i traveled to lots of games to, to lots of cities and uh, and the good thing back then that each city ha- had its own culture had its own vibes had its own buzz you know that's the great thing and also there were so many unexpected scores back in um, in 2018 we saw the germans um uh, out really from that tournament we saw the russian the russian national team really did great back then um so the vibes were were, were amazing so everything about what happened back in, in the world cup in russia was really great and was really unique uh thanks so much and um you mentioned the first game and um I think the best goal from that game is when I think it was Alex Golovin and his last free kick to end the deal that was such a beautiful curve. But uh yeah, thank you so much for uh sharing and uh, yeah. I agree with you. I agree definitely. Actually, lots of lots of big players such as Juba, Korean, um Smolov, most of them did really did great job back then and uh and they played really really well. I got to agree with you. So let's move into what you do at 433 if that's okay. Can you just talk about like what your role is and um how that's operating right now? Sure thing. Um so currently I work as a as a partnerships and uh, digital media manager at 433. We try our best to we try our best to 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 get uh, the great contacts. Um between the football clubs and 43 so we try personally I try to to try to reach out to to clubs to federations to media agencies and stuff like that to uh to secure the best and the most interesting content to be published on on 43 because at 43 it's really important to us to license all the content that we publish on on the platform so most of the like all all the content you see at 43 is actually totally licensed um we don't like for example just if we like a video just like decide to take it and publish it there we we make sure that everything is licensed we 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 try to have the best relations with the football clubs with the everything should be really aligned between us and them so that's one of my roles to reach out to leagues to reach out to to clubs 
to, to reach out also as I said media agencies because lots of media agencies and broadcasters they own the, um, the 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 media rights themselves so we have we we speak out to them and not only and not only actually uh, securing content but we also I also plan because um, I, as you notice we do lots of uh, of story coverages which we call story takeovers we we travel to to lots of countries we try to uh, cover the games um, so we so we try to, to be in touch with the clubs and the leagues to, to go there and for example myself um, I went to, to lots of games as a, as, a, as, a, as a partnership manager with my colleagues um, to cover games such as Spartak Moscow, Zenit and we went to lots of events and games in um, in Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar, UAE, in lots of European uh, countries as well. So that's actually my role to be to align for three with, with such a big clubs for content, for match takeovers, for match coverages, and also I um, I help the guys in terms of, of content uh, on Twitter, Facebook because uh, we actually we are not really only focused on Instagram as forty three also active on other social media platforms as I just mentioned which is Facebook Twitter or now on TikTok as TikTok is you know really doing well nowadays we try to create some some great content and on YouTube we started our channel not so long time ago so yeah I try to, to align follow three with clubs and uh, players um, uh, leagues to, to get the best content possible from there that's awesome well I wanted to ask like it sounds Everybody wants to be on 433, right? Like everybody wants to be a part of the channels in some way. So like when you are looking for these partners and stuff, who do you go to first or do they, do they come to you? Like are these partners knocking on your door waiting for some kind of deal to happen? Or um, I guess, how do you work out those deals with potential partners? Uh, actually, um, it depends, you know, because as I told you, we, we have great, great relations with, with lost clubs and the, uh, it, so it's a, like a mutual feel, a mutual relation with us, with them. So sometimes, like when they have really interesting footages, they send it to us. Uh, basically, it's more the digital team there, you know, usually in touch with the digital team, um, or the legal team for the for them pick up right. But mostly, it's uh, people we're in touch with are in the digital team. So we, we sometimes reach out to them, to them when we, there's really an interesting video, like a viral video going around. Reach out to them. And they give us, for example, the permission or the original video to publish. Um, or when they see that uh, they have really interesting stuff, they send it to us. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's happening. Like it depends, you know. Sometimes we reach out to um, to the leagues or to the clubs, or they or they get back to us. But definitely, um, most of them are really interested to get on four three because of the huge uh, following uh, reach we have. And, um, and as I told you in the beginning, now it's the time of the digital, you know? It's much easier to them to, to, to send, you know, to, to make this video viral on a social media platform or on social or on the internet in general, rather than like show it on TV or something. So they really like, for example, to, to, to take um, 3 as the platform for them to, to market themselves in a way. 
Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I guess it makes mutual agreements are good, I guess, in this case, when it comes yeah, to content. Um, definitely. So last one from me, and then we'll open up to everybody else. Can you talk about like what makes 433 unique or different from other football social media communities? Yeah. So what really makes 433 really unique and really special compared to other uh, media platforms is really, we try to, first of all, we're not really uh, a newspaper or what like a website or we don't we try to reach out to every football fan uh, in the best way possible we try to to, to mix the football content with the humor with sarcasm with like funny and really simple sarcasm and banter you know so um, that's actually what makes us really unique and we try to get our best to to have a great relations uh, with the players because lots of players they follow us, and we also try to to keep to we also work on a protocol to 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 have the best relations with them, not to hurt anyone. So uh, I don't think any football fan really hates for the three because we treat all the clubs, all the players, all the players in the same way. We show respect to all of them. We don't really try to to create you know uh, this kind of uh, of like uh, jokes, bad jokes, with someone would be hurt from it, you know. Right. Um, so we try our best to, to like to create the, to send out the best content possible in a way that everyone would enjoy it. Uh, uh, like depends on the on, on their age. Like for example, if thirty years or fourteen years old football fan, all the scales, all the age scales would, would enjoy forty three. Uh, because as I told, we mix sarcasm with football content, and we're actually a, a, a news platform. You know. Because there's a lots of lots of platforms that they deliver news to their uh, on social media that deliver news to their audience, but we're not really a news outlet. We're just a digital media outlet that we enjoy fun and uh, enjoy the, the best possible in a, in, a, in a fun way. That's awesome. I'll say I love the content. I love the mix of football and sarcasm. It always brings me in. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Okay, great. Let's, anybody else want to jump in? David, do you want to go first? Sure. I was wondering, we live in kind of like a, like a 24 hour world, especially in sports. Um, There are basically during normal time, there are games from, uh, from, I mean, all all 24 hours from different continents. Uh, How do you kind of like keep up with that and like constantly make content relating? Um, one of our first target is to really stay updated or to stay um, in touch with everything that happens. So when it comes, for example, to transfers, like lots of transfer news pop up at 10 p.m. or 10 a.m. So we always try to be uh, to be ready for anything to, to happen. For example, let's say um, a football transfer rumor was spread around. So our graphic designer directly go and, um, and try to design um, the design of the transfer of that player so um, so we have that uh, that photo ready and uh, we have a huge team uh, that works all over the, the day starting from from the morning till uh, till midnight so we're always um, awake if you if you can say you're always like 24 24 7 ready to publish or to be in touch or to deliver any sort of content. And um, I think one of the most important thing for, for any for any 
media platform is to always uh, be ready uh, for any for any event to happen. You know what I mean? So that's one of our most interesting stuff. And we are always aligned and uh, up to and ready for, for any for anything to happen, such as transfers, such as goals during games, uh, such as, for example, we're always aligned, like, let's say a big stat for like, Messi tonight will score is 1,000 gold tonight. So we, we already prepared this kind of designs and the content we would like to use for this such an event. Um, so when it happens, when Messi scores, we directly uh, push uh, all this content and all over our social media accounts. And um, being ready is, is really important, being ready to all, all such events before it actually happens. So you try to be the first one that announce. It depends, either it can be news, as I told you before, it could be transfer, it could be a, a really important stat uh, um, that could happen, uh, letting your, your followers know that uh, a goal just been scored because we try to sometimes to, to push uh, graphics uh, of players when they score during big games. So we try to do it really, really quick. We have um, people really are just focusing on, on watching games. So send us the score read directly when, uh, when, for example, that play, that specific player just scored. And so we try to push it really fast on, on our digital media platforms. Um, so yeah. We have a full team being really active all over the day. Um, so th there's a team in the morning and then there's a team in the night working. Um, and we also try to prepare ourselves for everything to happen. So we're not really late to anything. That's great. Isabel, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I have two questions, if that's okay. Uh, my first one is um, a lot of your experience in, in college was with journalism. Like you said, you were working for newspapers in Lebanon. How, what skills do you think that you've brought from journalism into your position at 433? And then my second question is, um, I know a lot, like you said before, 433 is a lot of football and sarcasm and banter. Who would you say is 433's biggest competitor and how do you guys differentiate yourselves from them? Um, thank you for your question, uh, first of all. So um, on your question about the biggest role or the biggest thing I really gained from journalism, I, I currently use at 43. Basically, as I told you in the beginning, uh, the most important thing you should get from journalism or to really just focus as a, uh, just a starter, you know, is to really have the great uh, contacts and the great relations when, like for example, when, when you attend, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm going to, to cover PSG versus AS Monaco game. So I do try my best to, have the best content and the best relations with everyone there when it comes to other journalists when, when it comes to the club from the, the club officers there so one of the most things I really gained from my journalism career is to have the best relations with many many people uh, this really helped me actually like at 43 because they already know who Mutaz is so when I switched to 43 uh, they had to assist me more as I told because I'm focused on what comes to content and, uh, and things like that um, so having the best relations is really what uh, the biggest positive I gained from my journalism. Um, definitely, I was enjoying um, lots of my days, most of my days as a, as a football journalist. But uh, this is exactly the point that I really um, took it from the journalism, social media at 43 is the relations. Uh, it's really important to, to have the best relations, not to, cre not to create, uh, not to 
as I started as a journalist, always trying not to 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 spread like you know the the positive vibes to to create some some buzz, you know. Try to be really really positive with everyone. Try to create great relations, great uh, and have a good uh, good name for yourself uh, because it will help you really really well. Not really on, on journalism afterwards if you want to pursue another career. Um, switching to to, the, to your second question, um, we we don't really consider we don't have competitors. To, competitors are actually at forty three, but um, we consider other media platforms as uh, not really also as our rivals. Our rivals, but we try also to 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 provide the best content possible. To be as I I was just uh, answering that we try to be really fast when it comes to to publishing news and to, to, to always be up to date and uh, when it comes to lots of stuff. But that's what we also really want to focus on, you know, to to be the first people to to to, to spread, for example, the uh, a transfer to let people know about a transfer or a goal or a, or a video or a content. We always try to be first. We always try to be the first media platform to to deliver. Uh, such as um, the content possible. Uh, that's really what our goal actually. But we don't really uh, consider other media platforms as our rivals or, or something like that. You know, it's it's a, we work in a friendly way. You know what I mean? We don't really have we don't really want to create this kind of rivalry with anyone. So because as I just told you, like generally one of our main goals is to create um, great content, fun content. You know, we don't really. We're not really focused on to create such rivals with anyone, to be honest with you. But we try always try to be unique um, and to work in our way and to repeat and to be really fast uh, and to create a content that would be suitable to everybody that uh, that follow us. As I just mentioned earlier, um, any anyone, any age or any football fan or from any country, like for example, if a football fan from Japan or Brazil or the United States or England, uh, we try our best to. To, to let all these football fans really uh, interested in our content that we, we make, our unique content that we create. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, cool. So one last topic. Um, can you tell us what kind of content performs the best on the 433 channels and maybe touch on one of your favorite partnerships that you've put together? Yeah, definitely. So um, the most really interesting content that we uh, we deliver at 433 are usually the goals, you know, um, the goals are really interested because everyone uh, likes to, to watch football uh, goals and football games and, and content from the game that actually happens really fast. So we, we try one of our uh, targets uh, is to deliver the content in the fastest way possible, as I was just, uh, just mentioning. So we try, for example, let's suppose a, a game was taking place right now. So we try after, after the game or during the game itself to, to publish that goal because uh, uh, video, video and uh, visuals and highlights really, really important to everyone. For example, everyone would like to catch uh, this kind of, of content uh, because the score can be delivered really easily. You can just go on Google, search for the score and it happen and it can be shown to you. But uh, the, football, um, the football highlights and the football videos are really, are really interesting to, to everyone. So we try our best to to get videos and to get the goals and to get the footages and the highlights really, really quick and really fast. So um, this specific content and this specific uh, 
posts are are the most that get really a great reach usually to us. And um, uh, for your silent question, the most interesting um, collaboration or um, that I basically worked on it was with the Supreme Committee. So basically the Supreme Committee of Organization that take care of the organizing the, the World Cup, the, 20, the 2022 World Cup that takes place in Qatar. Um, so they, they invited us. I, we, we started a, meet, um, a collaboration with them, a partner with them, with them that we, we traveled to Qatar to, to, to do some shooting in the, in the video and the stadiums that taking care there, such as Al Bayt Stadium and, uh, and many other, many other stadiums that will host games in the 2022 um world cup so this one was really really exciting uh, mostly uh, all the collaborations and all the work we were doing was was really really fun and really interesting but this one specifically it was really interesting because we we were actually the first people that we were showing the albite stadium it was and lots of other uh other stadiums as well um I remember Albert especially was we were the first media outlet to show all the parts of Albert Stadium, which will host the opening game, if I'm not mistaken, the opening game of the World Cup 2022. So uh, we went to the dressing room, we went, uh, we showed everything. So it was really an interesting, uh, um, interesting thing to us. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say this, this world experience was really interesting and it was really unique to me. That's great. That's so cool. I love hearing those stories and stuff, stuff that worked out really well for you. Exactly. It went really great. So just to wrap up, you've already given us lots of advice, but um, I wanted to ask specifically, is there something that you wish you had heard when you were looking to enter the sports industry while you were in school that you could tell us? The most important thing um, I wish I, I heard is, is not, to, not to rush stuff. You know, I think I think rushing stuff worked worked to me at some point, but uh, at the same time, I I think I took stuff really 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 fast. So um, maybe to calm down a little bit, uh, <laughs> in the beginning uh, would have would have worked to me to, to to really focus on every single thing that you really want to do it. I used to do this actually, but uh, but maybe much much more quicker actually. And um, something I, I wish someone told me is to really focus on, on, on languages because languages is really, really important. And uh, languages really open to you lots of, of, of doors, if you can say, to, to get into it. Like uh, most people really focus on one or a maximum two languages. Uh, personally, I speak at the moment four languages. So uh, learning languages was something really interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I know in Arabic, for example, as a Lebanese uh, citizen, English, French, and uh, not not so long time ago, uh, I learned Russian. I I can say I'm quite fluent in, in Russian, but yeah, learning learning languages is really something really interesting uh, to any journalist because it, it gives you access to lots of things. Um, and I'm really looking to, to learn Spanish very very soon because it's honestly really a, a very interesting. Uh, a very interesting language, and in lots of, uh, of countries. Uh, this this language is really spoken in many countries. So, um, because for example, when you feel yourself in the mixed zone, I face I face this situation many times actually. When when there is one of of the players, for example, that speak 
Spanish actually, and he's ready to give you an interview, but at the same time, you are not really fluent with Spanish and there is no translator around. So sure. you just lose, you just lose your, um, your opportunity to, to give this, to take this interview. So uh, maybe if, if someone told me before that you have to, to learn Spanish or to pursue your lesson Spanish, I would have taken that <laughs> interview <laughs> that day. So really, yeah. Uh, learning languages and at least not really like be purely fluent in it but at least to have some kind of knowledge you know mm-hmm. as a journalist this is really something important because you face you face um, uh, players from all over the world so you should always be really flexible with, with, every, with everyone French, English and Spanish are the most three important languages a sport industry should get them actually in my opinion sure yeah i mean the more languages you know the more people you can communicate with so that sounds good yeah i love it and that's super important in journalism i've never thought about that before mutaz this has been awesome thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us so interesting to hear about it was my pleasure to be to be with you and thanks to all the guys for the questions um i hope i try to give you the the best answers possible um (laughs) Yeah, it's actually, uh, I like to share these kind of moments because, um, because I, I passed through lots of moments in a really short time. So it's good to everyone to, to really get into it, as I told you in the, in the beginning, not to fear anything, because everything, in my opinion, everything is possible, in my opinion. So from a, just a normal, like a little 19 years old journalist working as an internship in a Lebanese newspaper, mm-hmm. to, to now working as for the three, it happened. Can you imagine it happened only in, in three years? So um, uh, this was really interesting. And uh, I'm glad to, for you guys to be happy with this story. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Stay tuned for more episodes on Adventures with Aggie coming next week.